Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach, and uh, via Zoom, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Why am I joining joining you via Zoom, Christian? Because the goddamn Rona. <laughs> the Rona. Um, so, so my my day job that I won't talk about. Um, someone got that shit, and so now we're quarantined. And you know Back what? Back in Since the quarantine. Since I don't talk about my job or what I do or where I am, I feel fine saying part of me in a sick way is happy that this shit happened only because none that guy sucks. Of my fucking, no, none of my coworkers <laughs> took the mask fucking seriously. Yeah. No one, everyone would like fucking have it down to their nose or fucking not at all. And I would like tell people like, yo, you know, it's very serious that we keep this shit. Like, ah, you're being one of those weird old fucking people. I'm like, yo, like I'm not, I'm not telling you for me. Like I'm wearing my shit. Like I feel, I'm telling you for you. Like yeah. I'm trying to look out for you. But you know, like hey, you do you. So I'm, I'm one. I'm fucking. You know, well, I could be asymptomatic. I don't know. That's what I'm staying away from people. But I know I didn't get that shit. You know, it's like I hope this becomes a lesson for people to take it more fucking seriously. Yeah. People are still not. Yeah, and I mean, I think now that we've been been dealing with it for several months now, I think, you know, this is the time where people get a little bit more lax. They're tired of tired of wearing the masks, tired tired of sanitizing their hands, you know, um and and that's when, you know, we can see kind of a spike in cases. So, stay safe out there everybody. Keep keep it up until, you know, until there's a sharp decline. So don't be the fucking morons at my work. Yeah. Don't be those people. Yeah. Don't work with Christian. He's terrible. <laughs> uh, also uh, in later news, I mean, you know, obviously there've been uh, some really cool protests going on and some really not cool looting going on. Uh, so I hope everyone is staying safe from all that. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, uh, all of that will have, calm down a little bit and we can get back to good old normal quarantine again you know just staying inside where we're just afraid of of a deadly virus and uh, not so much you know tear gas and people stealing dodge demons and stuff (laughs) i think that's what i was gonna say i think we should start a pool on what's next i mean obviously shit just keeps getting worse we should start a facebook group and you know like what do we really need like i mean i i did just buy a new car so i don't really need another car but like i could use a boat maybe we should create a facebook group and then like be fucking smart yeah let's create a facebook group and we'll plan it out and fishing gear loot some boats and then we'll just we'll just hang out in the ocean (laughs) <laughs> I don't see anyone looting boats. We yeah. got fucking. We don't even got to worry about competition. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't. Do have they have a... tracking devices on boats? No. Oh, I mean, you have to nice. buy it separate so that you can have GPS when you're out in the ocean. All right. So, anyone who wants to join our group who knows what they look like, so we can disarm that shit. You know, <laughs> well, you're more than welcome. Yeah, I think Bay Area preferred. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it depends on the boat, you know, just like the just like cars. I mean, if you buy a shitty base model, or I should say, if you steal a, a <laughs> shitty base model car, first of all, shame on you for stealing a base model. Second of all, uh, you know, they probably don't have GPS tracking in them. But um, that was one of the fun, uh, interesting stories that happened l- last week um, was people looted a dodge dealership and stole these like ninety thousand dollar hellcat challengers and chargers 
and it was like five million dollars worth of cars. Those ninety thousand dollar cars uh, will probably have GPS in them. So good luck with that, all of you guys. You know what? But you probably get what like one ride out of it before you get Hell caught. Yeah. Obviously, the just cops, do like, like nonstop I mean, donuts. It's not your car. Yeah, might as well. Not your. Might as well fucking get as much as you can out of it. Yeah, see if you can get to Mexico in one tank of gas. And probably not, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. They're busy with the riding, yeah. but you know, like you might get pretty far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those those nine hundred horses got a ride. Um, let's uh, let's do some uh, nerdy confessions, where we confess the things that make us nerds, and you guys can uh, submit your own nerdy confessions at uh, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. Just go to our contact page, and uh, you can send emails directly to us, and we will read them on the show. Haven't had any of those in a while, so thought I would remind. Or Twitter, y'all. or Twitter, or Instagram, or, Instagram, or the Facebookins, anyone you want, um, and uh, we will read those out for you. But my nerdy confession is, I have been, you know, now we're, we've been in lockdown for so long. You know, even I've started to run out of things that I want to binge watch. Um, but I've been really into two things right now, so this is kind of a kind of a uh, dual nerdy confession. Uh, the first one is I am burning my way through all of the Studio Ghibli movies, which are now available on HBO Max. Um, so that's really really cool. Those those movies are great. First of all, if you don't know Studio Ghibli, it's basically the studio that Hayao Miyazaki started, and he's like the Walt Disney of Japan, basically. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You beat me to it. Yeah, he's you know he hates Jewish people, and <laughs> he's gonna be frozen when he's dead. I'm, I'm just kidding. Just his head. Just, just his, his head. head. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. He seems like a very wonderful man. Um, but it basically he, it, he's known for producing these really well animated movies and shorts. Um, My neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, just to name a few. Um, and you know, those movies every once in a while, you'd see one of them pop up on Netflix or Hulu or something, but now they are all straight up on HBO max. So if you've never seen all of them, that's what I'm working through. I've, I've watched princess Mononoke spirited away and Howl's moving castle so far. So, um, princess Mononoke is my favorite one. I mean, they're all great. They're all so good. Mononoke though. I saw in theaters and I still remember that. And it was just like, Oh my God. So good. And you for, yeah. you forget like all the like top tier voice actors who are in all of those movies. Like in um I just watched Howl's Moving Castle last night and the voice of Howl is Christian Bale and uh the voice of uh f- the little fire demon guy, I forget his name. Um Hold on, hold on Cody, my bad. Give me a sec. Shit. Okay. Fuck, sorry. I don't know. Like, my fucking phone, like, answered a phone call. Sorry. Oh, that was weird. So, yeah, you kind of forget um, that there's great voice casts in all of these movies. Like, I was watching Howl's Moving Castle last night, and Christian Bale is the voice of Howl, which is nuts. And then Billy Crystal is the voice of the little fire demon-y guy who's, like, you know, running the castle, basically. And then in uh, Princess Mononoke, the uh, you know that monk guy who's like trying to like kill the the forest uh, spirit. That's a uh, uh, 
what's his name? Not Billy D. Williams. Uh, another three named guy, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, so he's the voice of that guy. And then Billy Crudup, who played Dr. Manhattan in the Watchmen movie is the voice of, uh, the, the Prince guy in Princess Mononoke. So it's pretty cool. They've always had really good dubs and really good voice actors doing uh, the voices on them. And the animation still to this day just looks so good. Um, Actually, I've, I've gotten a few of his art books, but if you get the art that went into like the design, like they're ama- the watercolors that they do for the designs of um, the backgrounds are fucking amazing. Like, oh, yeah. Those guys don't get enough credit. They're, they're so good. The only thing I'll say, and I don't, I don't know if this is just maybe the copies that HBO Max got or if they were always like this and I just didn't remember, but the sound mixing is actually really bad in, in the movies that I watched where like people would be talking, but the music in the background would be way too loud. So you couldn't really, you had a hard time picking it out. Um, so I don't know if that was, if, if that was always there and I'm just noticing it now cause you know, I'm, I'm listening to high res audio more and more. Um, but yeah, that, that was a little distracting, but still amazing, amazing movies. You guys should all check it out. The other thing that I'm working my way through is avatar, the last airbender, which is now all on Netflix as well. Um, and man, that's a good show. And I feel like I'm not the only one, uh, rewatching that. No, I mean, we talked about it a little early. I started it, but the first I've only gone like halfway through the first episode and the first episode is a little rough. <laughs> yeah. The first, it's a little rough. It's definitely a little um, rough. There's a lot of like exposition too. You know, it's like, it's like, he's the avatar. He's been gone for a hundred years. You must be a hundred years old. Ong or Ang. Oh, I said the M night Shyamalan pronunciation. I've been watching a lot of those videos too, <laughs> where they're like shitting on the M night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when they're like, Hey, you must be 112 years old. It's like a lot of exposition, just slapping you in the face kind of thing, but it gets a lot better for sure. The story is really awesome. And, um, I really wish cause they, there's three seasons, which are divided into three books, um, of the show. So the first one is water, then it's earth and then it's fire. So they never made a book four for air. Um, which I really would have liked to have seen that. Um, and, you know, we can talk a little bit more about it once you're further into it. But, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully with the new Netflix show that's coming out, the live-action show that they're doing, um, hopefully we'll uh, maybe get some extra explanation um, for the Book of Air. That would be pretty awesome. Has anyone got attached to it? Any, any like, actors or directors or anything? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. But the stills that I've seen from it look amazing. So, uh, and I and I know M Night Shyamalan has nothing to do with it, so that's a good sign for sure. Did you ever watch that movie? He hasn't done anything in a while. Yeah, I saw it. Um, he totally did something. He I ju- mean, he just did Glass and Split. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Split was really yeah, good. Was just... Glass was a huge disappointment. So he was right back on yeah. track. <laughs> yeah. Like you thought, maybe, like maybe it was a great was idea, do. just terrible, terrible execution for sure. Yeah, I thought I was hoping for like a signs, you know, because signs so, was great. Yep, signs was great. What you call it? Um, what was it? Uh, the Mel, Mel Gibson. Oh no, no, no! The the fuck his first one. Um, uh, Six Sense. 
Sixth Sense. That was ruined for me. So I don't, I don't count that for me personally, like of one of his greater films, just because that shit was ruined. So I didn't get to get the whole experience. But Sign, yeah, I feel like was I feel great. I feel like Sixth Sense. If if that part is ruined for you, it not to say that it's not a good movie on its own, but uh, that's a big part of it is that little reveal at the end. Yeah, so that shit was killed for me. So, but science is fucking amazing. So I thought maybe, maybe, maybe he's like back on track. You know, like took a little bit of time of not doing anything, and maybe you know he figured things out. But no. Yeah, I I no. really liked I like Split. I thought that was a really cool, interesting idea. Um, and then there's another one called The Visit. I think it was called where it was about like these little kids that visit their grandparents and that was back when like they wouldn't even put his name on the movie so so it was just like oh this is a random horror suspense movie and then at the end you're like oh that was an m night Shyamalan movie what the fuck um i, I never saw that one because i knew he was attached to it but was it good was yeah it was it? actually pretty good i i really enjoyed that right. one um and then i think there was an oh a uh, devil was another interesting one that was so bad that was so fucking bad. That that movie made me mad. Really? <laughs> I, so mad. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great, but it was like, oh, it's kind of interesting at the end. But um, yeah, definitely not not a great movie. Like, don't pick the devil. Why the fuck does he care about people in an elevator? Pick a demon. Pick a lower end demon or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that movie. You know, you can pick someone like that. I'm pretty sure he's got bigger projects he's working on than worried about a fucking elevator. Yeah, he'd probably I don't know. probably delegate that out, you know. Sign of good leadership. A lesser demon? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Beelzebub, uh, I'm going to need you to take this one. You know, I'm just, man, I am just super busy. <laughs> um, this Rona shit I'm dealing with, I'm super busy. Yeah, right I'm now. super busy. I mean, you know, the election's coming up. I got to ruin that, you know, and... <laughs> You know, these protesters just, I mean, they have it coming. So, you know, if you could really do me a solid and take care of these uh, four fucks in an elevator, <laughs> that'd be really great. Hey, fuck it. Just pick the old lady. No one will get Just fucking just. <laughs> exactly. Just do like that movie Saw. You Did you see that movie Saw? Just like where she's like laying there and it was her the whole time. Do that. Do that for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your nerdy confession, Christian? What have you been up to? So I guess as you doubled up, I'll, I'll double up. Um, so one that I'm ashamed of is I, I haven't finished it, but I've been been watching uh, 90 Days Beyonce before the 90 Days. Dude, that is a and, hot commodity right now. People love that. Dude, okay. It, and it was everywhere. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not really. But then I kept seeing that one guy that looks like a thumb. The guy everywhere. with no neck. Yeah, Ed. Now that I know Big Ed, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, I got to <laughs> like rubbing. And then, he's rubbing mayonnaise in his hair. Yeah, because apparently that makes it luscious. I don't know. But um, he, he's he been on a, a couple shows, dude. Like, he's after this. he's um, And um, Andrew Schultz is a comedian that I love, and he, he he has a podcast. Like He was talking about the show. And as soon as I saw, all right, Andrew's talking, Andrew Schultz is talking about this. All right, I gotta get this oh, back. it's it's big time and, on uh, your mom's house with Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky. Dude, it is really, really, really good, really, really, really bad TV. Is what it like? It's shit TV. You can tell that it's scripted. You can tell the producers are telling, "Hey, ask about this shit. Hey, <laughs> hey, remember how they said this shit? Like, t you t can, tell you her to shave her legs. She's disgusting. Just tell her that. Like, tell <laughs> say your breast thing. 
yeah. it's fine. Third world, they they know it stinks. Like they it's know just, it. It's just and, we, it's, we need to move this along. You just can't. <laughs> but you it's enjoy it. Kind of funny, like you, like you see, you see what you you think you know this one character. Like oh, I kind of feel bad, and then they're like, oh no, they're a piece of shit. Like it turns out they're a piece of shit. Like they're a huge piece of shit. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything, but I will say I, I am ashamed of how much I have been enjoying it. Yeah. So I recommend it. I, I get it. I get what everyone's talking about. I fucking get it. <laughs> it's just good, good, trashy TV for sure. It's good, trash TV. I, I It's definitely not like, you know, um, Tiger King. Yeah. But, you know. You take what, take what you fucking get, animal. You know? Yeah. What's the other... Uh, What's the other the one? The other one that I'm that I'm proud of is actually I just started uh, World of War. You just started uh, what? Um, I started it. What'd you start? Uh, sorry, you broke up a little bit. Oh, sorry. World of Warcraft. I finally fucking did it. Oh, the game? So, yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, did the monthly subscription. Yeah. Um, I've already bought a new fucking gaming mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I played it for like. 30 minutes i'm like i i clearly need a better mouse for this yeah um, so i'm waiting for that um i'm a, i will say what i'm a little bummed out is and i'm sure this is from the original game but like yo you can only make an ugly orc like that's fucked up like why can't i make a like a semi handsome looking orc like why are they a, all busted as fuck you can make a hot lady orc no, I well, I didn't look into it, but probably. <laughs> but like all the elves and humans, oh yeah, like oh look how how pretty you can make them. I was like yo, that's fucked up. Why do all the orcs have to be ugly? That's fucking racist. Well, I mean they are that's orcs. Racist. I mean you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You tell them there's no good looking orcs. The lady there's orcs, no good- sure. <laughs> yeah, that you could be like oh, maybe in the dark would be okay, but uh, yeah, no, all the all the orcs are big, big giant toothy dudes with big old chins. I don't know. What level Locked are you now? Five. Actually, in like 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 thirty minutes, I got to level five. So, uh, orc monk. Orc monk. Interesting. So, is it going to ruin it's your life? Cool have so you far. have you kind of uh, have you gotten a feel for it? Is it going to absorb your every free moment kind of thing? It hasn't gotten to that level yet because it's a bunch of collect a bunch of cactus pears. Oh, go go kill these boars so we can make you a belt. You it's know, still like, kind of oh, like get rid of these tutorial mode kind of exactly so um i'm still getting used to the key commands like i'm so used to fucking diablo where it's all mouse or yeah. league of legends where it's a lot of mouse and this is a lot of keyboard so i'm getting used to that shit well one like, thing oh, you fuck, can do like with the right gaming mouse you can just program all that shit if you get one with that's all what the bought. <laughs> nice yeah i bought one of those <laughs> nice yeah, I I feel that's why I I, actually I the, bought a Razer mouse because of uh, because of Diablo three. I was just like, I am so tired of missing these keys when I need to, so I'm just going to program them yeah. all into the thing. So I actually took a shot and I, I sent it to Madeline. I was like, Yo, like I started playing. This is the mouse I'm going to get. She's like, Holy shit! <laughs> like that's a crazy mouse. I'm like, I know it looks so pretty. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, now now you'll kind of know what's going on when your book comes out in July. The yeah. Shadows Rising, World of Warcraft. So check it out. That That's our Pre-order, guest. Pre-order, everyone. That's our guest from last week, Madeline Rue, who has done multiple other great things, um, including uh, Star Wars from a Certain Point of View, 
the Asylum. I think is the book Asylum or is the series called the Asylum series? I well, the first book is Asylum, but I think uh, the series is called the Asylum series. Called and forgive us if you're listening, Madeline. Sorry. Yeah, but uh, check it out. She's doing a new World of Warcraft book. Comes out July 14th. Get it now. Um, yeah, man. So it's been and actually make sure and read her her short uh, poems. Like she just put that out for free, and that's out. That's officially out. That's, so that's for if you go free, to YouTube, that's for free. Just yeah. for fucking staying inside and not spreading shit. Yeah, you don't have to loot it or anything. It's just out there, out there for the takings. Alrighty then. Well, uh, so. You've been kind of uh, burning through uh, Star Wars Rebels, right? Um, finished it. Finished it. So now you've seen Clone Wars and you've seen Rebels. Which one do you like better and why? That's fucked up question. It's really tough. Because <laughs> of how much... Because of how much I've been pimping uh, Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> I... I uh, I like them. Fuck, I'm going to act like a parent. I love them equally for yeah. different reasons. Yeah. Clone Wars is just um, a little I, shithead. But, I mean, he's got a heart of gold. No, like, <laughs> um, no, no. I, I love, I, I, we talked about extensively why I love Clone Wars. But um, Rebels, so I really, so I'll say this, I really, really enjoyed uh, Rogue One, the movie. After yep. watching... After finishing Star Wars Rebels, I fucking love what Rogue One did. And I think anyone who kind of sort of had maybe issues or just only sort of enjoyed Rogue One, I highly recommend going and watching Rebels and then watching Rogue One because they fit so perfectly. And a lot of the things and characters that come out, well, not a lot, a couple, uh, and a couple topics from Rebels show up in Rogue One. Yeah, I think, you know, so so Rebels, you know, it kind of, it takes place um, after episode three, and it's basically um, some of the very first people in the Rebel Alliance that kind of, it mostly takes place on um, one planet, but they do, I mean, obviously it's Star Wars, so they do jump around um, to other planets as well, but, you know, it's kind of like the localized view of how the Rebellion starts kind of thing including yeah so it's it's yeah it's right after the the it's right after uh, the third movie i'm sorry it's right after clone wars and also clone wars um the cartoon so like characters from there also show up which is great yeah but you mentioned a great point where like if you had seen rebels first and then you watch the last season of clone wars it does kind of fuck up a little bit something because you see the fate of, or the fate of certain characters, like oh, I pull from the dramatic parts of uh, the last season of Clone right, Wars. right, because like because certain characters from Clone Wars show up in Rebels, you know that they make it out of like Order sixty six or what you know the fall of the Republic and that sort of thing, um, but it's not terrible. I will say, you know, um, I think we talked about it when it first came out um, that the last final season of Clone Wars was very good and that kind of that kind of changed my opinion on most of the series um and like you know I've always said there's good good little parts oh man the bells the church bells are going off by my house so that's really cool um it's background music um but 
I think that um, it really does. Uh, there's a lot of good stories in the Clone Wars series, and but I think that what I was wanting was kind of a rather than a like a a episodic type show like Clone Wars is most of the time. I really like a serialized show where everything leads into everything else, or at least for the most part, right? Um, and I think yep. that that honestly might have been one of my biggest issues with Clone Wars. So to see the last season where it it's really tying up all of the stories that have gone through the show, um, I really enjoyed that. But uh, one thing I really enjoyed about Rebels was that you know it it, it ties into you know like like you said Rogue One. Um, there's characters from that showing up in there and it's also leading right up to the, uh, rebellion, you know, so, which is what we all kind of know from star Wars. So I really enjoyed it. My, uh, you know, obviously it has some short, uh, shortcomings from being a, you know, a, a young kids show. Um, I think we talked about it earlier where, um, stormtroopers can't hit shit in that one. And I mean, they're never... <laughs> They're never great marksmen, but in this one, it's like the characters will just be standing in a like you know a six foot wide hallway, just standing there, and lasers are going all around them, all around them, and just yeah. nothing. Um, and then the you know, light, and even, lightsabers even, are too thin, much much too. Oh, I thin. hated that. That was so weird. I, I fucking hate. That was the first thing I noticed when the first lightsaber showed up. And I was like, wait, why is it like needle thin? But like, I don't understand. And I thought at first it was like, okay, so maybe it's like this Jedi is not using it to its full potential and he's kind of tweaking it down and maybe eventually it'll come up. Nah. Mm-mm. No, it never it's, it's just a very, a very thin noodle like uh, lightsaber, which, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. It just doesn't look as impressive. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not scared of that. (laughs) It's, it's just doesn't have a lot of girth, you know, I'm, I'm a girth guy. Uh, but, uh, I will say the stories that it tells is awesome. And then, you know, you do get to see, uh, some characters from both clone wars and the movies. Um, you get to see kind of where they ended up after the prequel, uh, series, which is really cool. Um, I love what they did with Maul. I know we talked about it off, like, uh, yep. not on the podcast, but... Maul I got love, a nice uh, conclusion to his story. Not only, like, I don't want to ruin it, but, uh, yeah, he did get a conclusion, but... Eh, you, we um, can ruin it. That show's been over for, like, I don't know, three or four years. He gets his final showdown with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we'll just... We could say that, so you could just watch it. <laughs> oh, we can ruin it! <laughs> <laughs> um yeah let's just say he gets his showdown with obi-wan yep so you see that uh we do see a little bit more of ahsoka tano which is great and she she actually i wanted more of her but yeah i wanted great. more too but hopefully we'll get that in uh mandalorian so that'll be cool um but she she gets a confrontation with uh darth vader which was really really uh impactful i thought um and then you get to see some of the clone uh clone troopers uh, back which is really which so, is, okay go ahead oh sorry no well okay since we had mentioned ahsoka and someone had posted this question on twitter like who do you think is a stronger jedi ahsoka tano or ray and i'm asking you like who you think 
Well, I'll tell you my answer after. I think, I mean, at least from what we've seen in the movies, I think I would probably have to go with Ray from a strength standpoint. But I think who who lives up to the Jedi values and um, is a more, uh, say, masterful fighter and, uh, you know, f- like force user as far as like more more precise and can kind of explore the force better. I think Ahsoka would be the one I would choose, but from raw power, I think Ray, like, I mean, she shot, she used force lightning. She's constantly overpowering these other Jedi who have been training for a lot longer than her. So I think from a raw power standpoint, I think it would be Ray. See, and I went the other way, Ahsoka Tano, man, because she trained under Anakin, who was considered one of the strongest. And Mm -hmm. we saw as Vader, and well, I guess I won't ruin, but let's just say there was a confrontation with Vader and she didn't die. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, she survived it. That's um, true. And who gives a shit that she can use lightning? Who gets, The Emperor used lightning. Fucking um, Samuel Jackson stopped that shit with his lightsaber. Fucking Yoda would suck it in. Like, we don't know what Ahsoka, if Ahsoka could do that or not. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Maybe because I love Ahsoka so much, and that—that's what Rebel I definitely also did. They I definitely brought. like her better than Ray for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she's got a much more interesting character, um, and a much more interesting character arc, having kind of uh, you know essentially grown up under Anakin and having him turn out to be like the most evil guy in the galaxy kind of thing. Um, so I, I really do enjoy all of the story with her. So um, I'm excited to see what she does in the Mandalorian. I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah. I also loved, um, and I wish they had done more with Sabine, uh, the, the Mandalorian in the group. Like, yeah. like she, at first I was like, eh, well, I didn't care too much about her, but when she starts training under, uh, and I'm forgetting his name right now, uh, Kanan, when she starts training under Kanan yeah. and like how he's pushing her and like, you get this, she has this backstory that's never given. And it's like, but when he's training her, like it comes out and it was just, it was such a great, powerful fucking moment. Like I felt like, damn, that's fucking rough. Like, and that's where the show I felt got away from being a little kid's cartoon and got, got a little deep. Yeah. There was definitely um, some serious stuff in there, you know? Oh, for sure. I think Dave, Dave Filoni, who did both Clone Wars and the Mandalorian and Rebels, uh, he definitely had parts in all of it. He really understands Star Wars um, and does a great job. But, you know, you know, he can sneak little stuff like that into it for sure. I And I love that. And also, like, there was some low-key funny shit. Like, I, oh, yeah. like um, Hondo Onaka, like, almost every Hondo. time he would. Hondo's the best. Every, <laughs> dude, almost every time he showed up, he would low-key insult people, like, in a like you're like wait did he just fucking say that shit like <laughs> there was a couple times where i actually laughed out loud at some of the shit he said i'm like yo hondo is fucking hilarious i love like, him and his I'm little so his little ugnot guy the, the little yeah. pig guy who's like out stuck up on the on the base and kind of slides down and like what the hell is that <laughs> yeah so cute. and uh before before we move on to another topic but uh what i want to say is dude no one puts enough respect on chopper's fucking name like Chopper gets fucking shat on almost all the time, the little droid. But every time he was the one that saved all their asses. Yeah, Chop- all the Chopper's the man. Time. He could give R two D two a run for his money for sure. I, I, yeah, I mean, it would be hard to tell, man. Like he did a lot of shit, and he uh, 
he had a funny play. Like he was, he was like a sentient, like fucking robot. Like he would play games with, with the crew, but like they gave him shit for stealing a leg. You know, he's like, yo, bro, he's got a <laughs> shitty leg. He's just trying to replace it, man. Like, yeah. meanwhile, he like took over almost a whole fucking fleet, like, yeah. with and got a new ally, a new robot. Like, dude, like, and you guys are giving him shit. Like, dude, I'm surprised he stuck around. Yeah. So now, now that you've seen Rebels, uh, if you go back and watch um, uh, the Rise of Skywalker, uh, in that final scene with all the ships, you know where they show up, you you actually see the ghost in the background. That's one of oh, the ships awesome. that shows up, right? And then also when Ray is uh, listening, hearing all the Jedi voices, Kanan is one of the voices as well. Mr. That's so cool. Mr. Freddie Prince Jr. <clears throat> is the voice of Kanan. Yeah, dude, I had no idea until I looked up the cast. Like I, because I feel like he has a very distinct voice. You know, we saw him everywhere in like during early two thousand and yeah. late nineties, and, and it's like it. He did a great job of sounding very fucking different. Like he, I believed him as being like a Jedi master. You know what I really liked about Rebels too, and I won't spoil too much about it just because it's like almost the very ending. But it doesn't have your traditional, like, you know, happy, hopeful ending kind of thing. You know, there's some bad yeah. stuff that happens, um, which is really, even though it is a, a children's show, I think it was really cool that they were able to do that and, you know, really show, like, what stakes the rebellion has, you know? Because the, yeah. the rebellion, you know, people, a lot of people died in it, you know? And, and it's, you know, they were on their, like, last legs kind of thing when Luke and Han and Leia, you know, had all their adventures that we saw. So um, I really, really enjoyed that they didn't, didn't really hold back from that. They made the show matter and they made it seem like there were some dire straits that they had to go through. So I thought that was really cool. Really, That's, a, that's actually a great point too. Like it, it wasn't just Luke, Leia and um, fuck. Han Solo, um, like, uh, Jesus Han Christ. Solo, fuck it. <laughs> Like it was, I know, I was like, dude, everyone's gonna hate me. Like it wasn't just them. Like there were other people that big that did and had huge sacrifices to get up to that point. Yep, 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 yep. Also, fun fact too, Captain Rex, you know, the clone um, who shows yep. up in Rebels. Um, that's kind of a spoiler, but kind of not really. If you saw the end of Clone Wars, um, he is confirmed as being at the Battle of Endor. So. If you go back and watch Return of the Jedi while they're in the Endor and all the rebels are in their, you know, camouflage and stuff, there's a guy when they're all together who's got a big white beard and he's got the, the uh, you know, camo on. And that's supposed to be Captain Rex on the that's Battle awesome, of Endor. Man. So, so cool. It's, I, and, I, you know, when stuff like that happens, it's always fun where it's like, okay, now did did they plan that out? Did someone say like, Hey, we'll just make Captain Rex this guy. We'll give him a beard and we'll say that that's him. Probably. Like maybe, or did a fan just point it out and they're like, "You know what? That's awesome. Yes, it is him." <laughs> don't care. As long as I don't care. Don't, I don't care. As long as that connection's made it. and I can enjoy it. I that's I'm all about it for sure. I will say I wish I wish that the bad batch had survived. They they were they were a great little group uh that just popped up and I was like, "Oh, I want to see more of them." So, I so, <laughs> I don't know. I was really, I was kind of confused in the Clone Wars that last season why they included those guys at all, and then why they included the two sisters with Ahsoka. It seemed like yeah, I didn't. I would have much preferred like the entire ten or twelve episodes, whatever, however long it was, 
to be all just Ahsoka and Order 66 and like the lead up to that. You know what I mean? I would have liked it rather than just cut it off in two episodes or whatever, three episodes, if they had made the whole season about that and her realizing that Anakin had turned to the dark side and all this stuff. I really would have enjoyed that more, but then the bad batch was cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, and some of the stuff they did with the clones was really great, but like, dude, that could have been any other season of the show. The last season, like, why didn't we just pull out all the stops and, you know, really, I get it. I, I get where you're coming from. I agree with you 100%, but I think with the two sisters, I think they had to show why. So, like, Ahsoka left the Jedi Order. She she no longer wanted to be a Jedi. Yeah. But I think when they had her be with her, um, she it also re- I feel like it confirmed with her that the Jedi Order was not really doing what they were supposed to do. They're not really policing. Like, sure. they care about I guess the rich people, but they yeah. weren't caring about these the little guys, poor people who weren't doing anything. And I think it just made it, it made it so like okay, like I can't be a Jedi, but I definitely need to do something. something. I yeah, mean, that's kind of what I got with it. But I, I, agree. I also I think, think that could have been focus. one episode. You know what I mean? Like it could have been like yeah. one episode. It was like three or four, and I was just like, Ugh, I don't care about them stealing spice from these gangsters. Like no one gives a shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, I agree. There, there was some definitely character development with Ahsoka there, so wasn't a total waste. Um, but you know that. I just wanted. I just wanted more. Those last like two, three episodes were so good. I'm like, oh god, oh, I yeah. just want a whole series of that. You know, those those fight scenes were fucking amazing. Ooh, the one with her and they Maul were... was amazing. Yeah, so good. almost all her fights were amazing, other than pre lightsaber. I'm like, yo, why is she getting fucked up by these aliens? Like, I get she doesn't have a lightsaber, but fuck, she still knows how to fight. Ooh, <laughs> ha- how about how about Maul when he doesn't have a lightsaber and he's just fucking up all the clone troopers during Order sixty six. That's what I'm saying. It's like, Dude, yo, like, he, you know, that was awesome. There were some Vader moments. Like there were some yeah. fucking Vader moments at the end of uh, Rogue One. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you know, cause like Darth Maul, like say what you will about episode one or the prequels in general, Darth Maul is a cool character. He was like, I remember when, when he came out and we saw the double-sided lightsaber for the first time ever, you know, me in middle school, I was just like, holy shit. You know, I got my first boner to that double-sided lightsaber. You know what I mean? It was just like, um, and to finally see him, like, not only through Clone Wars and Rebels, have, like, you know, an expanded arc and show more to this character who just got, basically had, like, two lines in the movie and got killed. Um, to see him have an expanded story and, and some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with him, I really enjoyed that. And, you know... You know, I I wish we got a little bit more of that about, like, say, Count Dooku. Like, you know, it's very, we don't know much about him and where he came from and, like, why he's old and, you know, is just now turning to the dark side, that sort of thing. So, um, a little bit of that in Clone Wars. Yeah, you get a little bit of it. But, like, I would, you know, like, if they had turned him into a really three dimensional character like they did with Maul, I think that would have been really, really cool. But who knows? Maybe, hey, you know, Disney and Marvel tends to listen to us. And yeah. now that we threw it out in the universe, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe Kevin Feige, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I agree. Like we talked about it off air, but like what I was like, what I told you privately was like, they took this one dimensional character like Maul and they made him complex and I won't ruin anything, but like things happen and you see him change and you're like, I get it. 
I fucking get it. Yeah, like I understand all, where he's coming all, everything from. Everything that. Ha- yeah, everything that happened to him and what he's doing, like, I fucking totally get it, you know? Yeah. And I 100%. guess without ruining too much, but you you see him go from being a Sith to losing absolutely everything to climbing up to a pretty fucking high, you know, standard yeah. to fucking lose it again to right. climb back up. Like, say what you will, like, that dude is fucking dangerous. Like, yeah, exactly. He can, he can go from nothing to, to have almost everything. He will not stay down. That's for sure. Um, so a little bit of uh, kind of depressing Star Wars news. It apparently came out that the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus uh, show has been put on a indefinite hiatus. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, basically, Kathleen Kennedy couldn't couldn't agree on a script that, you know, they were basically sending her scripts and scripts and scripts and she just never would approve them. So they kind of put it on hold for the time being, which is kind of depressing. You know, I'm hoping that, um, you know, eventually we do get do get the Obi-Wan show because I think that's a really interesting character. And, you know, I really want like, first of all, I love Ewan McGregor, like everything he's in. He's so amazing. He was amazing in the Harley Quinn movie. Um, and you know, he's amazing in train spotting, amazing, even in that Moulin Rouge movie, which I didn't really get, but you know, people loved it and he has an amazing singing voice. Uh, have you seen, uh, Philip Morris. I love you. Yep. Yep. I love you. Philip Morris. Oh, is great. Oh yeah. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. He's, he also did this really cool. Uh, if you guys want some more Ewan McGregor, he did this really cool, uh, documentary two movie. Well, maybe it was a series. I think it was two documentary series called The Long Way Down and The Long Way Round, where he, him and his buddy, his like non-famous buddy, maybe he was famous. No, I don't think he was. I think he was non-famous buddy. Um, they ride motorcycles around the world and they like camp out and stuff. So like the, the I think the first one is called The Long Way Round, where they go basically from, you know, I don't know, London or Scotland or wherever the fuck he lives to, you know, all the way around through Europe, through, uh, through like Siberia and like then, you know, all the way through America and then back over to, uh, England again. And it's fucking awesome. And then the other one, they go from England down to, uh, South Africa and then back up, I think, um, Tell me they were Harley. No, no, they were never. They were, they were not Harleys uh, because a Harley Davidson could not make it through freaking Mongolia and Siberia. Um, they were. How dare you? American ingenuity would make it through that shit. Yeah, um, I think they were BMWs. They were like you know they're those big you know taller riding like off roady type ones, um, and they had like all these bags and stuff on them because they were camping and, and stuff along the way. It was pretty amazing looking. Um, but yeah, if you, if you like that, it's, it's like a really cool, <laughs> uh, really cool, like travel type outdoorsy sh- documentary series. All and, right. We're going to start a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe so that me and you can do that. Shit. <laughs> oh, not now, obviously yeah, yeah, not, not now, now. But... spreading the Rona all over the world, just on, on motorcycles. That's what we'll call it the Rona tour, <laughs> the Rona tour. Um, the, the best part, I forget which one it was in. But at one point, um, Ewan McGregor's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to bring my uh, wife or it was wife or girlfriend or wh- whatever. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to have her meet meet us on the last leg of the tour. And she's going to ride with us on the last leg of the tour. And <laughs> Ewan McGregor's friend is just not into it. Like she shows up. He's like, he's like, what the fuck is she doing here? And she's like way slower. She's she had never ridden a motorcycle before. They're having to go really slow. And it's supposed to be this like epic trip of like freedom and self discovery. And they're just like waiting for her to go through a puddle. She's like, mm, I'm tired. And his friends just like, oh, I hate this so much. So that's why do I have the sneaky suspicion that it wasn't Ewan McGregor's idea? <laughs> <laughs> that it was, she was just like, I'm coming to that last leg. No, I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, it, it's possible, but like, you and McGregor seem super into it. I just remember his friend was just like, dude, what the fuck? This is supposed to be like you and me doing this trip together. And now you brought her and she doesn't know how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Um, but yeah, r- really entertaining. Um, but all, besides but all that, on it, Netflix? Um, you know, I had a hard time finding it the other day, but it was that's where I originally watched it was Netflix. Um, so it might have left, um, and it's it's out there somewhere. But it's called The Long Way Round and The Long Way Down with Ewan McGregor. Um, I look for it. Yeah, it, it's really really cool stuff. Um, but uh, I like those like kind of you know lesser known like travely shows where it's like like one of my favorite ones is called The Trip. With with um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Coogan, and uh, I forget the other guy's name, Ron Breyer or something like that. Um, so it's Steve Coogan. He he's like the uh, Alan Partridge. If you ever saw like that movie slash TV personality, he's a British actor comedian. He's also been in a bunch of like dramatic movies and stuff too. And then his friend is like a comedic actor slash comedian. Um, who just doesn't take things seriously, but does like really, really good impressions. And they just, it, it's not really a documentary, but they do go to, it's like a scripted faux documentary where they're playing themselves and they go to say, like the first one I think is like Italy or something like that. And the 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 idea is that Steve Coogan is supposed to write an article for some food and wine magazine and they're shipping him around to these different restaurants and he kind of brought his friend along with him to uh you know experience it with him and steve coogan like takes himself way too seriously and the other guy's just like along for the ride having fun it's it's hilarious if you love british comedy and they've done like four of you them know now. I, I think the only travel show i've seen is an idiot abroad Ooh, that's <laughs> a good one too yes that's a great one oh good Dude, it's so good. Like, Carl Pinkerton is, like, how I imagine every little Britner, like, and what they would be like. And it, it, it's just, like, that was such a genius show. Like, it was, that was such so a, fucking such a great idea. Race. And, like, a lot of people think well, it was a great idea. And a lot of people think that it was scripted. Um, or that he's fake or that he's acting. And it was uh, Ricky Gervais's friend. I forget his name, the tall, skinny, lanky one. Yeah, um, uh, his name is Stephen Merchant. Yes, Stephen Merchant. He was just like, look. Um, Who was in like, Jojo he, Rabbit did... recently, if you know that one. He's the Gestapo guy. Oh, that's right. He was like the creepy. Yeah. Uh, the... Hello. So he, he did an interview and he was like, I wish I was as smart and as intelligent to come up with such a brilliant character 
like like Carl. He's like, but I'm not going to take credit for something. He's like, right. I'm not that smart. He's like, he's really like that. Yeah. He's like, that's just really what he's like. He's like, I can't write that brilliantly. I was like, dude, that's fucking epic. Well, yeah, it would be like if we sent like Seamus around the world. You know what I mean? And no, it would be like Seamus <laughs> for Star Wars tours. Yeah, we yeah we sent Seamus to like. I don't know, like the filming of the newest Star Wars movie, and he just hates it so much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, Idiot Abroad is great, and basically, you know, uh, Christian kind of summed it up. It's Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant are sending their friend Carl, who is this guy who just like he he likes he likes everything, he likes his life, he likes to be comfortable, he he does not venture out of his comfort zone. And they send him to, you know, freaking, you know, Morocco and, you know, Vietnam and stuff and try to make like a regular, regular travel show out of it. But he's like, I don't understand why they've got to eat, you know, whatever it is. Like, like, what's like, why do they eat fish and chips? It's like, they don't have that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't they just eat fish and chips? Why they got to eat, you know, frog eyeballs or whatever it is. And, And of course they do. They do specifically antagonize him. Like they send him to oh, like, yeah. like the weirdest like massage places where it's like you know three hundred pound dudes like beating the shit out of you to massage you, <laughs> <laughs> and so it is hilarious. Idiot Abroad is that one, and then the trip is those movies. Those one the movies are available on iTunes. That's where I saw them, and then Long Way Down, Long Way Round. It's kind of a good you know. Um, escape you know for like we're all stuck at home it's really uh it's kind of cool to watch those kind of shows um where people are visiting far off places eating at restaurants it's like very cathartic you know i'm just like like but if you need a good laugh if all right so this is actually this is why idiot abroad is so perfect right now because (laughs) like you see this guy who's going out to these exotic places, the things that you enjoy, and he fucking hates it. <laughs> he fucking hates it yeah. so much. Yeah, I know. So it's like, you don't feel so bad. It's like, all right, well, maybe maybe it's not so bad. Maybe yeah. I should be staying home like Carl Pinkerton. That's, <laughs> fucking, like, not doing shit. That's 100% true. There's another show that just came out with its third season on Netflix called Somebody Please Feed Phil. Have you seen that one? No. So it's, um, it's Phil Rosenthal, who is one of the creators behind Everybody Loves Raymond. And he's... Okay. Um, He's just like, like the nicest, most personable, like menchy Jewish guy you've ever seen. Like everyone loves him. He's the friendliest guy. A little kid comes up to him and he's like, oh, what's that? You know, and he's like, he's like, he's picking people like uh, strangers. He'll like, he's like, can I have one of your French fries? And he just like eats it and they're like laughing with him and stuff. He's just like the nicest, most positive guy ever. And, you know, he's very funny because obviously he created Everybody Loves Raymond. But he goes and does these, like, you know, uh, travel channel type things. But it's called Somebody Please Feed Phil. So they go they go to different cities around the world. And he meets, you know, there's there's people like Ray Romano's in one of them. Um, so he meets his famous friends in different, you know, different locations and goes to these places. But he, he, like when you see him take a bite of some food he loves, the face he makes is just so funny. It's like so pure and so joyful. He's just like, "Mm." and he does like a little like dance. It's, it's the best. You should watch an episode tonight. It's, it's definitely, 
What's I'll that? Text it to me later because I definitely, I definitely want to watch it. Yeah, for sure. I'll text it to you. It's called "Somebody Please Feed Phil," and they have like a cool, like original theme song to it that I hella enjoy. And I don't even like I don't even skip through it. I'm just like, oh, I just want to listen to this again. Um, and I will say that on this latest episode, he he uh, goes to Seoul, Korea, and he talks to this lady who escaped from North Korea, and like. Holy shit! Yeah, and and so one of the things like he was talking to her, they they found they actually found a North Korean style restaurant in in Seoul, um, and he takes her to it, and like just to see her, and she talks about how like no, they don't cook like North Korea up there. It's it is you know a different style, and so she's she until like she went to this place, she didn't have like the taste of home, and there's these little like. Uh, I forget what they were. They were like some sort of like dumpling or something that she just loved. And, and to see her like get to taste from home again, you're like, Oh my God, you know, it brings a tear to your eye. And he talks to her about like, you know, her experience where she had to like basically go up through China, live in China for two years and then eventually make her way by freaking like bus and train back to South Korea. You know, it's like some, some like 3000 miles or some shit like that. So it was it was a pretty amazing story, and you do get like some of that stuff throughout it, but for the most part, it's just this you know hilarious like you know old Jewish guy just eating delicious food everywhere. So pretty good stuff. Some good shit to watch while you're quarantined. Yeah, yourself. you know, I, while you're feeling trapped inside, you know, you can watch those things and and feel like you know you're in a restaurant again. You know, <laughs> I was I was talking to my friend last night. Uh, about like god do you remember just going to bars like just remember yeah. <laughs> just remember going out and you're like you know what drink i want i want this and they just make it for you it's amazing yeah. <laughs> and then you could like with a drink in your hand turn to the stranger next to you and be like hey yeah what's going on i want to put my penis you- in you yeah <laughs> well yeah <laughs> among other things you know that's that's just one example <laughs> no actually i just i miss i do miss that like i I don't know. I feel like me and Cody are the type of dudes that we could be at a bar and just strike a conversation with a stranger, like not know a fucking thing, but yeah. just like you know make friends. And well, if like, you if you recall, that's how that's how we became really good friends. Is you know we started yeah. going out drinking together, <laughs> um, and it's like, dude, it's I just movie miss, theaters. Yeah, I miss that shit. Movie theaters for sure. Um, though I heard some drive-ins are uh, back up and running, which is kind of cool. Um, which makes yeah, which makes sense because you know you're in your own car. And you're yeah. more than six feet away from people, so that's kind of cool. Um, but unfortunately, there aren't any up here in San Francisco. I think San Jose is the closest yeah. one. San Jose has one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, there's always shootings at that one, though. <laughs> I don't know if I want to come. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where I just I'm I'm starting to really miss the small little things, you know. Like, you know, I watched you know watched some YouTube video on you know some guy making tiki drinks i'm like god damn i miss tiki drinks and it's like you could just go to a bar they have all the ingredients you don't have to buy a bottle of orange or whatever to make this one tiki drink and then you have that bottle forever in your cupboard until the next time you make it you know i just mm-hmm. I, I i do miss it from experience doing poquit <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> like like it's one of those things where i i think in my liquor cabinet there's probably three bottles, half-used bottles of uh, what's it? A- a- Eric, what's the bitters called? Anganosta bitters. 
the one the one used for old fashions. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But those yeah. bitters, right? There's like three bottles in my liquor cabinet because it's always like, ooh, I'm in the mood for an old fashioned. I know I have sugar. I know I have bourbon. But do I have the bitters? And so I just buy another bottle and just throw it up in the cabinet. So, yeah, you know, it's, that's one of the, the perks about going out to dinner or going out to a bar is you can just. Speaking of tiki's, and if anyone has itch to get one, uh, Mondo has a pretty nice series of uh, the classic monsters right now. And they look fucking amazing. Ooh, the Universal Monsters. Yeah, Uni- they look fucking great. Universal still trying to make the dark universe happen. It's not going to happen, Universal. No one wants it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if the invisible—I mean, uh, the Invisible Man—you know—did yep. really good. Who it knows? did really good. That's true. Well, you know, who knows? Because it happened right at the t- the beginning of this. Anyway, well, that just about does it for us uh, for this episode. Uh, make sure you guys check us out at nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. Again, you can send us a uh, nerdy confession in there or topics you'd like us to delve into. We're more than happy to jump into that. We still got to do a board game episode. Uh, for our our listener Spencer, oh, that's right. Let's uh, yeah, maybe we'll plan on it. that next week because uh, we'll still probably be in quarantine. Um, so oh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, you can also check out our blog there. Uh, I just put a new one up uh, the other week about fantasy novels, and I should be putting up another one here in the next couple days. Here, obviously, uh, shit has been busy because of all the looting and stuff. So I haven't been blogging as much, but check it out there. You can even subscribe. So you get notifications when we post a new article on there. Um, but besides that, I think that's just about it. Uh, Christian, hope you, uh, don't have the COVID. Um, hope you, I'm good. Hope you stay safe and we're back to, uh, safe. in person before you know it. Um, and, uh, everyone else out there, stay safe. If you're protesting, stay safe. Um, and please don't loot and be kind to each other. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.